All right, medical minute number 592. <laughs> uh, so I thought we'd just do a little kind of a typical patient, you know, that we see, 35-year-old with uh, alcoholism, uh, comes in with two days of vomiting, abdominal pain, no bleeding. Uh, vital signs are pretty unstable. The heart rate was in the 130s. Blood pressure was normal, and respiratory rate was in the 40s. So, you know, we came in, evaluated patient and like we do frequently just order IV and lots of labs and say you know he's been drinking too much and we'll check back in a, in a little while so but then labs started coming back which is really kind of tipped us off into, into something extra that's going on something different so um, the bicarb on the chem 7 comes back at 6 so and then uh, you know we calculate an anion gap and it's 35 and so, so you've got this, you know, alcoholic who looks somewhat sick, uh, hyperventilating, has a little ketosis smell, you know, kind of like a DK, uh, and then has this kind of crazy bicarb. Uh, so, what are you thinking about right away? As any, as far as a differential goes, Let's go ahead and chime in. Diabetes. So DK. So we do a blood sugar, and it's 95. So normal blood sugar pretty much eliminates in a non-diabetic, not taking insulin DK. So it's not that big So, so definitely a toxic ingestion. So overdose, you know, if they're, if they're taking methanol, certainly, you know, if they're, they think they're drinking alcohol, but they're drinking something else. So those are definitely top of the list of, of, of problems, but uh, alcohol screens negative other than, other than ethanol. And then we get an ABG. So then the next step, you know, is, well, how acidotic are they? And the pH is 7.08. So, you know, it's pretty acidotic, you know, and this is just an alcoholic uh, uh, vomiting, you know. So suddenly he's going to the ICU, you know, from our typical vomiter uh, going up to the ICU now, you know, with the, with the acidosis like that. Really anybody with a bicarb in the single digits is going to the ICU. Unless, you know, you have a... Let's say just had a seizure and you you know the, the, the cost, but you know this patient's going to the ICU. So um, so what what do we do? So uh, the the diagnosis is alcoholic ketoacidosis, which is uh, not an uncommon. I mean, throughout the years, you see I don't know five ten cases of this. You know where they get uh, it's it's actually kind of just like. Uh, DKA, uh, because the reason what happens is they get, they're kind of starved, so they have low glycogen reserves, they're very volume depleted, and, uh, and then they're very adrenergic due to the vomiting and, and being sick. So what happens is their insulin, you know, in diabetes, the insulin's there, but it's not functional. But in this case, the insulin's not there, it's not being, it's being suppressed by all these factors of uh, alcohol uh, degradation, dehydration, and so there's too much glucagon, kind of the opposite hormone, and not enough insulin. And then what happens is it starts breaking down all your fat, so it does uh, lipolysis. As, you know, this goes back to biochemistry, which we all love. But uh, in general, uh, it's formation of ketones and ketos, uh, uh, which is the same thing, the DK, but it's it's just a slightly different mechanism. So what's the treatment? So how do you how do you treat these people? So they're dehydrated, they're volume depleted, 
they're starving and they're making ketosis because they don't have any sugars. They don't have glycogen. They haven't eaten for two or three days. So you got to give them glucose. So you volume replete them and give them glucose. And really that's the treatment. Um, they're, you, you restore their... Uh, their sugar, then they can start making insulin again, their glucogen, glucogen, glucagon levels go down, and then they can uh, uh, kind of no longer making ketones. So kind of an interesting pathophysiology case uh, that we say see occasionally.